Uh, I've got today a very difficult task. <laughs> it's hard to follow such a powerful preachers, Pastor Perkins, yes. It was an awesome service. It was really awesome. It was a, for me, I have a tough assignment, but somebody has to do it, <laughs> I guess. Anyway, but my message is really goes pretty much in line, in line with what uh, uh, Pastor Donnell preached yesterday. And for a minute, I thought the pastor is going to preach my sermon <laughs> today. <laughs> But that, that, just, that, that just shows that the Holy Spirit is moving all throughout this week. It's pretty much speaking the same essential message. Amen. We <laughs> believe us, we never compared our notes. But we all draw from the, we all picked and draw from the notes of God. Yes. You know, that's why the message comes from heaven. And my message is called Bride of Christ. Uh, you know, in the Bible... Uh, the church is compared to many things. It compares to, to body, to army, to ambassadors, to, to steward, to servant. But all of, the, all of those descriptions speak more about function of the church. But there is one description of the church, the bride of Christ, that speaks about relationship, the relationship that Christ desires to have with us. There is no other, no, there is no more intimate relationship than the relationship between the husband and wife. Mm-hmm. Marriage is, is, is the symbol of the most intimate possible relationship, and that's the relationship Christ desires to have with us. That's why uh, I'm going to use a lot of kind of feminine, feminine. Uh, feminine uh, uh, illustrations today, but uh, <laughs> brothers, please, please don't get turned out by that, because this applies to you too. Like we women are called the sons of God in the Bible. We are the sons. You are the bride. <laughs> so there is no gender. There's no male. The Bible, Galatians says, there's no male or female. We are all one in Christ. So please pay attention. Uh, it applies to everybody. Uh, and I want to, first of all, to, for you to look, take a good look at this picture. It's a little stretched out on the white screen, but it still gives you a picture. I think this is as close as we can get to is, is describing with our limited human means what the bride of Christ is, or at least should be. And those of you who will be listening on the tape, this is the picture of the bride in the white, gorgeous wedding gown with a sword in her hands. And the clothes in the Bible symbolize righteousness. Or usually it describes our inner condition. Dirty clothes symbolize sin. White clothes symbolize righteousness, purity. And sword symbolize the power. The bride of Christ should be godly and powerful. Not only beautiful, and uh, holy and all the other, those good qualities, but it should be powerful. Today, unfortunately, some churches tend to go on one side and focus on, the, on prayer, on, the, on some uh, inner healing or inner change, sanctification, those good things, good things, not bad things, good things. But getting out of balance. Denying the, the power of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the, the fact that God is still can do 
miracles, signs and wonders, as he did in the first days. Other people, other churches tend to switch to the other side, like focusing on, on power, miracles, healings, prosperity, um, all, the, uh, all those outward manifestations of his power, getting, forsaking and forgotten, neglecting the inner, inner, inner side of our maturity, spiritual growth and maturity. You know, but there's the bride of Christ that he is coming for will be both godly, righteous, pure, and powerful. She'll have it balanced. She'll have it all. She'll have it all. So uh, that's the bride I want to talk to you about. And if you think about it, is, if you... If you Think about what I just said. Do you think the church these days, the church at large, is she like that, what I just said? Is she prepared? Is she both godly and pure and powerful? Honestly, I don't think so. And uh, that's what I want to talk to you. And Pastor already read the scripture this morning, and that's for me confirmation that the Holy Spirit wants to talk to, to, to us this morning from Revelation 19.7. This will be my focus was, my focus main scripture. Mm. Revelation 19.7. Please forgive me that media shouted been messing up, but, but you can still read. Uh, Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the, for the wedding of the Lamb. Oh, okay. Is there the rest anything? Okay. So uh, I have to forg- forgive us because uh, in the beginning we had technical problems. I'll read, uh, read it for you and use also you, for you who have Bibles. Please open to Revelation 19.7. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. His bride has made herself ready. There is a part that the bride has to do. God is not going to do everything. The bride has to prepare herself. And uh, uh, I really, I want us to, since we're going through this consecration week, I want us to think, are we really getting ourselves ready? Not only through the consecration week, once a year. Are we getting ourselves ready every day of every year of our lives? Because that's what it takes. Getting getting ready, staying ready. That's what we are going to, to talk about today. And... Because you know, when the wedding day comes, it's usually too late to make preparations. You're either prepared or you're not, you're not prepared. If you're prepared, if you made diligent preparations, you're going to enjoy had a marvelous experience and a lot of beautiful memories, beautiful pictures, and uh, you'll have something to tell for your children and to show it will be a happy, happy experience. But if you're not prepared, Basically, you've ruined the one-in-a-lifetime day experience with your, own, with your own eyes because you didn't prepare. 
That, that's how serious it is. But the bride of Christ has made herself ready. The bride of Christ has made herself ready. And you may, you may say, oh, I, thought, I thought that the Christ was supposed to make me, the bride, ready. Isn't, after all, isn't that what Ephesians say? Uh, I, I want to read us what it says. Ephesians 5, chapter 5, verses 25, 27. Okay, this, I think, looks better. Uh, Ephesians 5, 25 uh, uh, through 27, it says, Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. So yes, that's true. That's what it says, that the Christ, Christ, Christ basically is prepared, prepared made, he basically, he paid the price. He paid the price. He enabled us to become what we are supposed to become. So, but it takes, it takes the two to marry. Marriage takes two. Nobody can force you into marriage. Even the most wonderful person like Jesus Christ. And in particular, he, he's a super gentleman. He's standing at the door of our hearts and knocking. Knock, knock. I, do you, he is looking for our willingness, for our willing response, for our desire. Are we willing? Do we really want to spend the whole eternity with him? It takes two. Now, after, now I want to, <laughs> to ask, and I want you to talk to me. Who, who in the earthly, earthly weddings, when we prepare for earthly weddings, and most of us are married here, or we're married, or, but we, we know how it works. Who, who makes most of preparations, practical preparations, the bride or the bridegroom? The bride. <laughs> the bride. Somebody should get revelation right there. The bride makes most of preparations. What is the role of the bridegroom? He pays the bill. <laughs> he pays the cost. At least it was in my case. <laughs> because uh, the, the, the bridegrooms usually don't care much for the details. As long as the bride is happy, they're happy. But uh, that's what Jesus says, I paid. Uh, that from that Ephesians, Ephesians passage that we read, I paid the cost. Amen. I paid the cost. I paid the cost. Right. I paid the bill. Here is my credit card, government charge card, whatever, you know, just, and here is even the Holy Spirit is your wedding planner. Whatever you need. Right. Here it is. Whatever's mine is yours. Go and prepare yourself, my bride, my beautiful. Mm. Buy yourself a best, nicest gown. Go, go uh, announce the whole world about the, our wedding. Go do whatever it takes to, to proclaim your love to me. Mm. It's up to the bride. There is some, some free will involved with the bride. God, Jesus expressed willing response. Veiling expression, our veiling expression of our love. 
He's not going to force anything on us. That's right. That's right. It's our free will. Either we love him or not. Okay, and uh, so the bride may, of Christ makes, her, makes herself ready. And what is the most one, just one, what is the one most important thing for a bride, for any human bride, a earthly bride? What is one most important thing? If she can get just that one, what she would pick? Oh, that, that's, uh, I, I, I'm there with you, sister. I'm thinking the wedding, wedding gown, it has to be perfect. <laughs> um, I, I think it's for, for, for the guys it may be incomprehensible, but, but, but the ladies can, can try on dozens of gowns until we find the one. <laughs> I found mine, got my gown, and it, I knew that's mine, that's perfect for me. You know, the, it has to be perfect. So what is, again, we already talked, the gown, that wedding of white cloth, it has to, it speaks uh, about purity. And it, it, that even that human tradition, why, why those uh, uh, brides start, started wearing white gowns, initially symbolized virginity, mm. purity, virginity. Unfortunately, it's not, it, it's not that way anymore. Many, many brides who are wearing white gowns, they are no more, no virgins, unfortunately. But in spiritual realm, in spiritual reality, the bride of Christ will be virgin, pure, chaste virgin. Right. Um, uh, let's, um, let's see. Uh, 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 as for Paul, Paul says in 2 Corinthians 11, 2, 2 Corinthians 11:2, I'm jealous for you with a godly jealousy. I promised you to one husband, husband to Christ so that I might present you as a pure virgin to him. The bride of Christ is going to be a pure virgin. One way or the other, she has to be because there's no, nothing, no, no, nothing and nobody that is not holy is not going to see him. So the bride of Christ has promised herself. She's betrothed to, the, to one, to one husband. And she's keeping herself, keeping herself pure, keeping herself faithful to the one and only. And what does it mean for us in practical terms? The Bible tells us, the Bible encourages us to judge ourselves so that we wouldn't be judged. The Bible encourages us to inspect ourselves. Uh, and to... Uh, uh, are, we live, are we really living faithful? Are we really living faithfully to Christ, our, our bridegroom? Or are we flirting with the world? Are we lusting after the things of the world? Are we being involved and entangled in certain sins? Are we addicted to something? Are we messing with, 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 are we allowing darkness where we are light supposed to, to reign? We hear, are, we, are we playing with fire? Are we one, one leg in the world, one leg in the, in the kingdom? Trying at least because it's impossible. It's impossible. Christ says, either you serve me or you, you, you go and serve whoever you want to. Choose. Choose this day. Mm. Choose this day. You cannot serve the two, two masters. 
And are we, are, are, are we, are we thinking that the Christ return, return is delayed? He's not come. He has been there for 2,000 years. So why not? Why not amuse ourselves? Why not the please with indulge ourselves with the pleasures of the world? Are we acting like that evil, wicked servant from, from Luke 12? Oh, when he, his, his master was delayed, his return was delayed, and he started having himself a good old party, drinking and eating, abusing others, you know, pleasing himself, doing whatever he wants to. But what does the Bible says? What happened to him? And Luke 12, 47 says, That servant who knows his master's will and does not get ready. Here we go again. Get ready, get ready, get ready. That someone who knows his master's will and does not get ready or does not do what his master's master wants will be beaten with many blows. Again, we, 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 I, I, I know all of you here, we, we, know what, we know better, we know better what our master wants from us. What does he want? Primarily our love. Expressed with our faithfulness and obedience. That's very simple. That's a, primarily what he wants. Our genuine love expressed with our faithfulness and obedience to him. Because, brothers, would you have married, Pastor, would you have married Peggy if you knew that she was running around and sleeping with other men? Uh, with other men? No. <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> and... Uh, Miriam, would you have married somebody if you know that somebody, some man, your, your man you were just getting ready to marry, watching everyday pornography, lusting after other, other women? No. No. Why not? Because that's, that's betrayal. That's unfaithfulness, straight to your face. And we all understand that. But for some reason, we fail to transfer the same thinking into the spiritual reality. For some reason, we, we dare to think that Christ somehow is going to tolerate our flooding with the war, flooding with the sin, getting, doing whatever, you know, and thinking that it somehow will work, work out. Somehow God will make it right. No, the Bible says the bride made herself ready. The bride made herself ready. There, is, there are some things that we have to do, we need to do, and it's our responsibility to do. Um, okay. There we are. So um, uh, I, I really feel, feel like uh, the Holy Spirit really calling us to return back to our first love. Through all of this, this, this week, I feel the Holy Spirit drawing us close, drawing us back, drawing us back into intimate relationship, drawing some of, some of, some of us who, who, are, who are on fire for God, drawing in, even, even into more intimate relationships, even closer. Those of us who need to, need to repent and make some changes in our lives, he, is, he wants to convict our hearts. You know, those of us who, who haven't been even, who don't know, who haven't never been, maybe been in love with, with Christ Jesus, he wants to introduce himself to you. 
He says, come, 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 my bride. Come, my bride. Come closer to me. Because uh, if, if, you, if, you, if you remember, if you remember your, if you remember those of you who have been in love, if you remember your first love experience, Do, do, do you remember like how it was? Just, just go back and, and remember your relationship. Because right now can be can look foolish. It can be look foolish, but it was genuine. That's what was it all about. When you are you you are just consumed with each other. You want to be you want to be with the person you love all the time. You cannot wait to hear his voice. You can talk for hours about nothing, about <laughs> nothing. But you 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 are with your love. You, 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 you're consumed with each other. That's what it, what's, what it's about. That's what, that's, many of us had that experience with the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I remember when I just got saved. I, I, just, I couldn't, could, couldn't have enough. I said, why the service has to be over? Why we cannot have, stay here for, for, <laughs> forever, basically? You know, now, nowadays people say, oh, <laughs> Oh my goodness, when she's going to get done, when she's going to. <laughs> Pastor is preaching to. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Waving too much. Uh, okay. Just keep going. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, but, but, but in, in when we're really in love with Christ, we cannot get more. We cannot be. If they cannot, it's impossible. It's impossible that it, to have enough of God. He's unlimited. It will be. The whole eternity will, won't be enough. We'll spend eternity oh, learning right. about him. That's right. He's so multifaceted, so awesome. Yeah, yeah. We'll spend the whole eternity learning about him, fellowshipping with him. And it won't be boring. Believe me, it won't be boring. Yeah. If, you think it's your, if you think the church is boring, you, you're missing something. I don't know what you're listening to, but, but God is not boring. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, and so Christ is calling, come, my love, come into, fall back. Those of you, some of us need to fall back in love. Some of us need to, 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 to get more in love. So, you know, whatever it takes, if something is hindering some. Some things need to be removed out of the way. If something is hindering your relationship with God, move it away. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. You know, when, when, when I was going, I can still remember when I was going down the aisle during our wedding, uh, wedding day. <laughs> I, 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 there were many people, but they, honestly, I couldn't see anything. I, I couldn't care less. Who was there? Who wasn't there? I saw only him. <laughs> no, <laughs> and I'm not lying. <laughs> but, and I can, I can remember his, 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 his smile and his look in his eyes. Look, uh, he, that's all that matters. Amen. That's all that matters. The bridegroom. Glory the God. bridegroom waiting for us. That's, that's, that's what should be our, our, our love with Christ. Nothing else matters. Believe me, everything will be disappearing, gone. <sighs> Whatever we treasure so much these days, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter comparing to his glory, to his beauty. 
And so, so again, get ready. The bride of Christ gets herself ready for the return of Christ. Whatever it takes, she makes herself ready and stays ready. If you're already ready, if you think you're ready, stay ready. Please, because let's read, let's go open the Bibles. I'm, I'm finishing up. Let's open the Bibles in Matthew, Matthew 25, 1-13. Well, we're going to read the, the long passage here, but I think it's pretty important to get it. Matthew chapter 25, verses from 1 to 13. It's a, a parable of uh, ten virgins. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. What does it mean? Uh, let's stop here for a minute. The lamp, is, uh, the, the lamp is a symbol of God's word. Psalm says, your word is the lamp to my feet. The oil is the symbol of anointing of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, the Bible is full of examples. Uh, the uh, kings were anointed with the oil. As it's a symbol of power, the, the power and authority. So, so, and again, the, the, the word of God, the, the word of God also is, uh, uh, the passage in Ephesians, we, we read about Jesus, that through his blood, he, he washed our clothes. Amen. Through his word, by his word. Um, so, so, so basically, what it speaks to me, that those virgins, they, they, they had good intentions. At five, they had the word, they washed the clothes, they had white garments. They washed the clothes with his word. They were dressed up with white gowns. They were ready. And they also had anointing of his spirit, oil. They, as, uh, uh, Zari, could you, could you go to the uh, title of page? So she, 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 she was ready. She was both beautifully dressed in the white gown of righteousness, and she was most powerful. She had power of the Holy Ghost. The, the ones, the foolish ones, I would say, I, that's my interpretation, don't take it. Does it but th meditate for yourselves, that's my interpretation. I think they, they had only the lamp, and not in their hearts, but on the, under, the, under their arms, like many, many people just go to church, just grab the Bible on the way to the church. Or just keep it on the nightstand next to the bed. I think that's foolish. They didn't have any power. They didn't wash them. They didn't allow this word to get into their hearts and to wash them, cleanse them. And that was pretty foolish. But uh, let's read a little bit further because it's get, getting interesting. It's getting really interesting. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. 
Wow, what? <laughs> that's getting strange here. I thought they were, they were wise, but they all, wise and foolish, it was taking so long, they all got drowsy and asleep. But the, the point, yes, we all are going to mess up. We, none of us are perfect. We all are going to mess up once in a while. But there is, there is as long as we have his word, as long as we have his Holy Spirit, we have another chance. We can wake up. We can always wake up. We can always come back to our senses. We can always run back to Daddy in Daddy's arms. And always, always know that he's going to, he's waiting, he's ready to forgive, he's ready to restore. That's right. There's always hope. So let's, let's, read, let's read what happened here. Uh, at the mid, in verse 16, at midnight the cry rang out, here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. When the bridegroom, what, what did I tell you before? When the bridegroom comes, either you are ready or you're not ready. Which one you're going to be? Ready, not ready. The foolish ones said, uh, the, the foolish ones said to the wise ones, to the wise, give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they said. There, there may not be enough wealth for, for both of you, for us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourself. But it's too late. When the wedding day is too late. And how many of you know you cannot live of pastor's anointing? It's not, you cannot live or survive on pastor's Bible knowledge. You have to have it for yourself. You have to have your own. You have to have your own word in you and your own anointing on you. It's not enough. Yes, you can feed from that, but take it and keep it for yourself to have it of your own in the time of need. Because when the bridegroom comes, it will be too late. So, and what happens next? But while they were on the way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him. The virgins who were ready, only those who were ready, went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. The door was shut. Too late. Either you're ready or not ready. Later, the others also came. They said, sir, knock, knock. Sir, open the door for us. He replied, I tell you the truth. I don't know you. And the verse I want to leave you with says, therefore, verse 13, therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. You do not know. So get ready while we have time. The word of the Lord says, Get ready, my bride. While you still have time, get ready and stay ready. Amen. Hallelujah. Give her a hand for that. That was a debut, and she did pretty good, didn't she?
Great, great. Uh, upcoming star in the kingdom of God. Preaching the, preaching the word of the Lord. Why don't we stand to our feet? And you know, as I was really thinking as she was preaching that, that it, it really ties into everything that we have been talking about through the course of the week. And because I think part of the problem that we have sometimes as the people of God is that we live our lives as though Jesus is not right around the corner. And I think because we're sort of casual in our relationship with God and we just kind of think that every day is going to be the same, that we just kind of get lax. And so we don't take advantage of opportunities. You know, we see people walk by who don't know Jesus. We never open our mouths and say, you know what? Let me tell you about a man who changed my life. You know, we can walk, we can, we can see people, you know, destitute, lonely. And at times we get so wrapped up in our own lives that we forget. We don't see the big picture and we miss the fact that Jesus left us here because he is coming back for a church, for a bride. We're called the bride and the beauty of Christ. And everything about the church ought to reflect his glory. We should reflect his beauty. We should reflect his glory. And so what we want to pray tonight as we go into prayer, we, we want to pray that, that, that God will... Uh, the Holy Spirit will put a sense of urgency back into our hearts. You know, you made a great point. She talked about, you know, how you first was in love and, and you know, how that thing just, you know, it's all you thought about. But then what, what, what is it that happens sometimes that you, you know, you, we say we still love, but we don't think about it as much. You know, we just kind of get, um, you know, cold, complacent. Uh, Jesus talked about that first love, right? The first love. He said, I remember, he said, I see your works. All that stuff is good. You're working hard for me, Lord. You, you are, you're serving in the church. You're on the deacon board. You're ushering and you're doing all this stuff. But, but, but you don't really love me like you used to. <laughs> you don't really love me. Father, we thank you tonight, Lord God, that you reminded us tonight through your servant tonight the importance of loving you. Father, forgive us, Lord, for those moments that we've taken for granted, Father God. When we've taken for granted your grace and your love and your mercy, God, and, and Father, we've just gone on our way. Father God, just, just living life and Father, never really understanding or realizing Lord the greater purpose God we, we confess tonight Lord that as a people that we have forgotten sometimes Lord Lord forgive us because Lord Lord we mean well Lord but sometimes Lord the, the, the things of this world just kind of crowd our minds and Lord and, 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 and there's so many things that are sucking away at our appetites Lord but we're praying tonight Lord God that we will get hungry once again once again for you Jesus Lord God that we will thirst again for you Lord God that we will remember Lord from which you brought us Lord so that we'll never return there again Lord God 
Lord God, we're tired of playing church, Lord. We're tired of going through the motions, Lord God. We're tired, Father God, of just just playing games. But Lord, we want a deeper relationship. We want a deeper grace, a deeper anointing, oh God. We want to go deeper, Lord God. That's why we're here this week, because we're, Lord, we want to go deeper. Lord, we're sick and tired of the games, Lord God. Oh God, we, we pray tonight that you would just give us a fresh passion for you. Lord, some of us, if we're honest, we don't love you like we used to. Yes, Lord, we serve you. Yes, God, we know you. But the, but the emotional connection, Lord, has somehow, somewhat been severed to some degree. And tonight, God, we're saying tonight that, that we want our hearts to be re-engaged tonight. If that's you, just raise your hands tonight. Well, let's, let's just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, you see the heart of every person in this room. You know where we are tonight. I pray tonight, Lord God, that you would infuse us with the Holy Spirit, a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit tonight, God, a fresh anointing, God, a fresh love for you, God, so that, Lord God, we will love you so much that we won't want anything else but you. Give us eyes for only you, Jesus. Give us eyes for only you. Forgive us, Lord, for those moments. Forgive us for those times, Lord God, when we've fallen in love with other things, thinking that somehow the things of this world is going to satisfy us thinking that somehow if I can get more money in my pocket, that that will be the answer. Uh, that if I can get this promotion, that that will fix it. Uh, if I, I can even get rid of this one and get another one, that could fix it. But in essence, Lord, what we really need is you. <laughs> we really need to turn back to you, Lord God. We need to turn back to our first love because we, you're more than enough. You are more than enough, Jesus. You are more than enough. Lord, we keep trying to drink of this cup of this world, and every time we try, Lord, it tastes terrible. When it first goes down, it, it tastes good, but then once it's settled, it's horrible, and it never satisfies. It never satisfies. It never satisfies. You said, Lord, in your word, in Isaiah chapter 55, I believe, Ho, oh, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come and buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me, says the Lord, and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Hallelujah, God. We declare that word over us tonight. Lord, you will be our, Lord, you're calling us back to that place of our first love. You will be our abundance. You are our supply. You are our satisfaction, Lord. The reason why we're not satisfied, Lord, is because we're not connected to you the way that we should be. The reason why, Lord, we find ourselves empty because we haven't been in your presence enough. We haven't let you water us enough, God. Water us some more tonight. Make us green inside, Lord God. Let it make it, let us be a spring of living water bubble up in us, Lord God. A spring of living water that never runs dry. That never runs dry. That never runs dry, Jesus. 
I pray that everyone in this place who's been thirsty, Lord, everyone that's been going through dry places tonight, Lord, that you will make the crooked places straight and the rough places plain tonight. I pray for a fresh anointing. Lord God, a fresh anointing. Let the Holy Spirit reign on the hearts and spirits of those who have been thirsty, Lord. Lord, the church needs to thirst more, Jesus. Lord, we need to thirst a little bit more. We need to thirst more. Give us an appetite for the kingdom. Oh, Jesus, give us an appetite for the kingdom. Give us an appetite for the kingdom. The kingdom of God. Oh, Jesus, forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us. Forgive us, Jesus. Forgive us. Forgive us. Forgive us, Lord. We're coming back to you tonight. We're coming back to that place, Lord. Lord, we don't want to play church no more. We don't want to go through the motions no more. We're just tired of walking in and out of church, Lord, still bound up. And Lord God, just in trouble. And we come in in trouble and we leave the same way we came. There's no change. No, Lord, we're tired of that, Lord God. For you're a God of deliverance. You're a God of healing, Lord. You're the God of the breakthrough. You're the God of the breakthrough tonight. We're tired of coming in the same way. We're tired of coming in, Lord, just going through it, Lord, and not being a change. Lord, there's something about coming into your presence that brings a change, Jesus. There's a change that's supposed to happen in our hearts, Jesus. Change us where we need to be changed. Change us where we need to be changed. God, some of us have been believing you for stuff for years. For years we've been believing, God. We've been hoping, God. And some of us, Lord, have even lost hope. (laughs) But Lord, we thank you tonight that you are the restorer, Father, of all that the enemy tries to take out of our lives. Lord God, Job lost it all, but you blessed him with double for his trouble. Hallelujah. There's something about a faithful people, oh God. There's something about a people that remains faithful to you. There is something about faithfulness, Lord, that gets your attention tonight. Oh God, we're reminded of that tonight. That we're going to receive double. That's the word God has for somebody here. You're going to get double for your trouble. Receive that. You're going to get double for all the problems you went through. Get ready. But God says when he gets ready to build a massive building, he got to dig down deep to get a strong foundation for what he's about to build. So the reason why some of us have been going through it because God is building something wonderful. In order to build something wonderful, he got to take you low. Hallelujah, he got to take you low. But that's not a time to be despair. That's not a time to walk away. That's not a time to lose hope. Jesus said, when I come back, when I come back, you said, Lord, you said, will I find faith? You said, when when I come back, when when I come back, because you said you're coming back for us. You wanted to know that when I come back, will I, will there be faith on the earth? Will there be a people that still believes me? 
in spite of our condition. It's about position. It's about knowing who I am, says the Lord. It's about knowing what I've done. It's about knowing my mighty power. I have no limits, says the Lord. I have no limits. Don't limit me, says the Lord. Stop doubting me. Stop doubting me. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me, for I created the heavens and the earth, says the Lord. I formed them. I commanded that when the seas were created, I created them. And I told the water to stop here and go no further, says the Lord. I'm the one who hung the stars in the sky and their planets and their galaxies. I'm the one who holds all things together by the word of my power. You're here tonight and you're held together because I've been holding you together, says the Lord. I've been holding you together. You've been going through some stuff, but I've been holding you together, says the Lord. I've been holding you together. I've been holding you together. You have been struggling. You felt like at times that it was going to be over, but I've held you together through it all. 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 Through it all, I've held you together. I've not forgotten you, says the Lord. I have not forgotten you. You are precious in my sight, says the Lord. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Oh, we just want to love you, Lord God. We love you so much. 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 We love you so much, Jesus. Come on, just just pray in the spirit. Just pray. This is not a time to spectate. Just pray. Whatever you got on your heart, just pray. Let's just pray. Let's just come into agreement together. Tell the Lord what's on your mind. Tell him what's on your heart. The spirit of the Lord is here tonight to heal. The spirit of the Lord is here tonight to set free. If you're sick in your body and you need healing tonight, I want you to come up here. We're going to pray. You're going to get healed tonight. Hallelujah. We're going to believe God. We're not putting God. No limits on God. No limit. No limits on God. No limits on the king. (laughs) Oh, no limits on the king. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus.
brings to my remembrance, Lord, in the book of Daniel's when the when the Hebrew boys were forced to eat of the king's dainties and they refused. They said they would not eat of the king's dainties. They would only eat of the meat that was of their father, Lord. And they were more healthier than the ones who ate of the king's dainties, Lord. It reminds me that some of us have been eating of the world dainties. And you've become satisfied with that. But God says, no more. No more. I'm, in, I'm the only one that can satisfy. Return back to me. Return back to me and eat of my word. And you shall be filled. You shall be filled. God says he has everything in his word for you that pertains to godliness. Return from the world rays and return to me. What looks good to you that the world has given you is not good. The devil comes as an angel of light. He's a liar and the father of lies. Even they went as far to change the Hebrew boys' names. But they did not allow what the world was calling them. They, they still remain sons of the Most High God. And uh, God is telling me that the world has given you names. Either in your past life or your present life. And whatever the world is, call, is calling you, you are not that. We are the sons and daughters of the Most High God. We are the head and not the tail. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name. You are so worthy to be praised, Father God. You are worthy and high and lifted up, Father God. And we give you praise. We give you praise, Father God. And we are returning to our first love. Whatever you put before the Lord, put no more. Put him first. God says if he's first in life, he's going to direct your path. Put him first in all that you do. Put him first. Put him first. Hallelujah. Praise your name.
That's why I praise you. I lift you up and I magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise. Hallelujah. Let's give him praise. 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 Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for Miriam tonight. The saints just pray. Hallelujah. exceeding great reward says the Lord I am your exceeding great reward says the Lord believe in me trust in me your change has come confess your deliverance says the Lord believe in your deliverance says the Lord Every day, says the Lord, confess what I have done in your life. For I am moved by faith, says the Lord. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. I will establish what I've said, says the Lord. I will establish the word that I've spoken to you. The word that keeps coming to you, I have declared it, I have spoken it, it shall come to pass. Every bit of it shall come to pass, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I thank you, Lord God, that you are aware of her struggles and you are aware of her challenges tonight. I thank you, Lord God, that you've seen the frustration, Lord. You've seen it all, God, but I thank you tonight, God. I thank you tonight, God, that none of it has caught you by surprise. I thank you tonight, Lord God, that you are using these things in our life to mold and to equip and to shape her and to make her the mighty woman of faith that she is. I thank you, Lord, that every trial that she's experiencing, everything that she's going through, Lord God, it is, Lord God, to prepare her. It is to prepare her. You will shoot her out like a mighty arrow and she will hit her target, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. For your struggles have not been for nothing. <laughs> your struggles have not been for nothing. It has not been in vain. God, I thank you, Lord God, that you are raising this woman up. I just sense the Lord has just said, there's a strong man or leadership. I just keep sensing that in my spirit. That there's a leadership, grace, and anointing God has placed over you. And I just sense God is saying you need to walk in that anointing. You need to begin to pursue what God has for you. God has something greater, something greater for you. There's a greater grace. There's a greater anointing. Walk into that destiny. Walk into that purpose. Walk into what God has for you. Do not fear. Don't be distracted. Keep pressing into what God has for you. For it is your destiny. It is your purpose. Hallelujah, Lord. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing in this woman of faith. That's right. You have no authority. That's right. 
blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the power of God flow in this family, flow in this house. That's right. That's right. Get your hand off of God's people. That's right. thank you, Lord God, Lord, for the journey that you brought them through. Father, we thank you that it was not an accident that they're here tonight. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you put a word in their hearts. Hallelujah. I sense that y'all strong in faith. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord God, that they are a mighty couple, Lord, that they're full of your anointing, God. I pray that you would give them a fresh, a fresh anointing, God. A fresh baptism, oh God. I pray, Lord God, that this family, Lord, will continue to touch lives and families all over, Lord God. There's a strong leadership mantle on this family, Lord. I thank you, Lord God, that the glory of God is on this family, Lord. I thank you that the presence of God, the calling of God is on your lives. Lord, use them mightily, Lord. Mightily, Lord God. I thank you, Jesus for what you're doing in their lives. I thank you for their child, Lord. I thank you for this little baby, Lord. For out of the mouths of babes, you have ordained praise. Hallelujah. For she is a worshiper, Lord. Hallelujah. She's an anointed child of God. She's a worshiper. I thank you, Lord. Blessing and favor and grace, Lord. Use her mightily, Lord God. Raise her up, Lord God. Raise her up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. Well, we have one more night. <laughs> we'll be back here again tomorrow night. And then we're going to break our fast. I haven't had a good meal in a while. I told the church... I said, and I, you know, I don't try to be spiritual about it. I don't like fasting. If you ever hear somebody say, I love fasting, I, 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 I believe that alone. I just can't. Um, I like to eat. But let me tell you something. I, I've taken this whole week to just seek the Lord. And, and I, want, I want to say this to you, that, that as you are seeking God and believing God, Use the time to really, you know, it's almost like you ever, like on the radio, right? Um, you have to turn to certain channels and you get what you want, you know. How many know that there's a channel where God is? And so we got to just flip that dial and get on the channel and try to stay in that place. That when we come here, we're not just trying, but we've been in his presence all day long. You know, one of the things that we're trying to get away from is that just, just coming into the house of God just divided and torn but we want to come to a place where we're we've been just thinking about him all day and we're just in his presence 
and we walk in the door, everybody has something to bring to the table. Because we've been meditating on the grace of God. We've been meditating on the power of God. And, um, you know, God God is going to do some wonderful things. Um, you know, I am excited. I talked with uh, our guest speaker um, that's going to be coming and ministering to us on Sunday. He's a prophet. You don't want to miss uh, Russ Klein. If you, can, if you can get away, I know some of you got your own churches, but if you can get away and come on out to to hear this man of God. And let me tell you, he is strong and powerful. He's been here once before. But if, you're, um, if you don't want to hear from God, don't come. That's all I would say. Uh, but if you want to hear from God, you want to come. This man comes with a mantle. He comes with an authority to speak uh, you know, in a prophetic way. That's his ministry. He goes from church to church. That's all he does. He goes all over the, the country and outside the borders. Uh, just preaching and, and proclaiming and, uh, and just uh, speaking the word of the Lord over people. And he's a prophet. And so we're going to just believe God. So I would just want you to be praying for that. And so tomorrow, the way things will go tomorrow, um, we'll do the same thing. I think we're going to we're going to have communion tomorrow. We're going to set that up. And then we're going to because that will be kind of like the closing. Uh, you know, we're going to have a time of testimonies of what God's been doing throughout the course of this week. Uh, and, and, and then, uh, you know, we'll have a short little encouragement and then we'll, we'll eat some food. I understand that somebody behind my wife is going to be preparing a coconut cake. Hallelujah. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Hallelujah. She's, she's anointed in what she does. Let me tell you. So we're going to have some good food and some fun. And then on a Saturday, uh, my wife will be, uh, uh, they will be hosting a harvest celebration. I think we've already gotten like maybe how many kids are going to be? 10, 15, 15 kids to be coming. We're going to set up foosball. And we're going to have piano. Uh, I didn't say that right. Say it. Come on. Piñata. I said I didn't say it right. So. But <laughs> you, you, you're not supposed to laugh at that, brother. You're supposed to look serious up there, you know? <laughs> so we're going to have crafts and uh, we're going to have somebody come over and be doing face painting and playing with the kids so it should be really fun we have video games set up too so if y'all like the Wii and all that we're going to lay it all out here and we're just going to have a blast that's from 5 to 8 o'clock Saturday then Sunday our prophet come in and then we would have capped a wonderful week so give the Lord a praise and um, tell a friend tell someone about us Father, let's raise our hands to the Lord and we'll, we'll just close tonight. Father, we just thank you so much, Lord. Thank you for Sister Diva, that, that word that she gave tonight, Lord God, and Lord, reminding us, Lord God, that we need to get ready. The bride just can't be sitting back, just eating popcorn and just, you know, just doing our thing, but we got to be getting ready for when you come back. I thank you, Lord God, for the word that you put in her, and I thank you for the much more that's going to spring forth from that vessel. I thank you, Lord God, for what you've been doing this week, for you have met us here, God. You have been faithful to us, and I pray, Lord God, that as we press in to your glory, that, God, that you would just just Lord God just fill us with faith and joy and, and, and that, that, that revive the love that we need in our lives because Lord we need you so much we, we, we really do need you we don't Lord after we leave here tonight Lord our love for you is going to be stronger it's stronger even now but Lord we're going to build on that 
build on that and build on that because we love you that much. We thank you and we praise you. And all God's people said, amen. Give God a praise and have a good night.